fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Holy cow, what a day it's been, man. Obviously, there is a lot of weirdness going on in the world today. We will help you decipher the best that we possibly can. What's up? Welcome into the program. It is a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, setting the tone for a Tuesday today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on the flagship radio station here out of Wichita, Kansas, all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Welcome aboard. Great to have you, your Millennial General, reporting for duty like we do every single day. And I have a confession to make. I have changed my opinion on something. This is <laughs> this is breaking news. We don't change our opinions much in politics, do we? And if we do, we get bombarded with attacks on that. But I have officially changed my mind on something, and we're going to announce it right here on the program. This is... This is big, I'm telling you. This and I think we're going to make it big later. Yeah, this is a big one here. So, <laughs> here's my change of opinion. On the other side of the aisle, to a degree, I'll explain in a minute here, but I completely agree with you now, to some extent, that, holy cow, man, the white privilege, the systematic racism in the system, the division of the country, I get it now. I get it. What? People are saying, wait a second, Andy, where are you going with this? I get it now. Holy cow. This decision coming out of Hunter Biden is absolutely absurd. Do you realize how many people are in jail right now uh, all over the country, multiple different races, mind you, that are in jail for the things that he's just getting a little slap on the wrist for? Can you imagine how many people are actually in jail for the exact same thing and lesser crimes of what he's done that are sitting in prison right now, federal prisons all over the country, that uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the whole Biden family are just going to walk away from, get a little slap on the wrist, and, ah, don't worry about it. Not going to be bad. We'll uh, uh, just deal with it a little fine and have you do some community service stuff and have some charges dropped on you. We'll get into that here in just a minute. <laughs> Andy, what? Wait a second. What? You believe in systematic? No, here, I'll explain in just a minute. Welcome into the show. We have uh, Professor Robert Waples on the program. He's with the Independent Institute. He's also author of the book, Is Social Justice Just? As we talk about the economic response to social justice across the nation, Obviously, going through Pride Month, what does that mean? What is the government's role, and how is it affecting society? We'll do that here in just a little bit. We have some other odds and ends we'll touch on throughout the program today. But the big news, obviously, the big headlining, trending story of the day. What's trending today? The fact that Hunter Biden walking away with not a whole lot of penalty in any way, shape, or form. The Biden family, again, getting off scot-free. This is the justice system that is the most corrupt justice system that we've seen in a very long time, really, since any other type of, uh, we're just going to say it, fascist, tyrannical, dictatorial type of government, where if you're in power, you get off scot-free, and then the political opposition gets bombarded with stuff that they didn't even do just to try and silence them or just make them disappear. And I'm not saying that they're making people disappear i am saying that we have a completely corrupt justice system right now and the question is where do we draw that line on when enough is actually enough when are we going to draw that line saying that we won't allow this to happen any longer and how do we fix 
something like this because this could just be me thinking out loud. I have an inkling that this could be one of the top focal points coming up in the election of 2024 is trying to transform and trying to bring some transparency and reformations into the justice system, the legal system in general, and the third branch of government that we have in the United States that is the judicial system as a whole. Uh, A lot of response coming from Republicans on this issue right now. For those that don't know that may have not listened to the news and other issues going on throughout the day today, as you know, the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden for the last couple of years on numerous different issues. Now, I will say, and I don't know the details of what this actual decision came down on based on all the investigations that are potentially going on. So when we talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, When we talk about the other dealings with China and with Russia and with Burisma and with Ukraine as a whole, when we talk about all of these, I don't know where all of those investigations fit into what came down the pipeline today from federal prosecutors saying that he's pleaded guilty to two counts of tax crime. This is MSNBC.com or uh, MSN.com. He's pleaded guilty to two minor tax crimes and the admittance to the facts of a gun charge under terms of what would likely keep him out of jail. And we'll get into the details of it with us in a second. But uh, charging on two tax crimes, saying that he did not file taxes for $1.5 million, which means he owes more than $100,000 in income tax that he did not pay on, which in anybody else's situation, again, would have been in jail for something like that with paying the $100,000 on top of an IRS fine, on top of some time in jail because of how much that money actually was. But then the second one was about a gun charge saying that the offendant agreed to enter a pretrial diversion agreement with respect to the firearm information uh, in regards to handling a gun charge as a diversion that he will not technically plead guilty to that crime um, that usually goes on for nonviolent offenders with substance abuse problems. (laughs) This is why I say that I have now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, become a believer. Yeah, so we we have Hunter Biden that is now walking away without even a gun charge technically to his name because he didn't plead guilty technically on that one for illegally possessing a firearm while on drugs, illegal drugs, which I don't know if you're aware or not, but there are a plethora of individuals that are in jail with those crimes under their belt right now. A lot of them, as many minority communities would say, part of their community that would have gun charges for uh, illegally possessing a gun that's not registered to them, a gun charge of having a gun illegally while in possession of drugs or on some type of drugs in some way, shape, or form that are doing, I don't know, 5, 10, whatever years that are on these charges specifically. But Joe Biden, man, being able to work his way through as president of the United States for his son, Hunter, not having him go down that road and not even have to plead on that one. He pays the fine. He pays the $100,000 in taxes. Uh, He does good behavior for however long. They dismiss the gun charge. Boom, period, end of story. That is how the justice works for the Democrats and progressives and the elite in this system. Now, when I say that I get the quote, the argument for quote unquote systematic racism, when I say that I get the argument for the uh, for the white privilege, this is what we mean. It's not a racial thing here. It is the class warfare based on the elitism in the common folks, the rules for the and not for me mentality, because there are people on, of many different skin colors that are in jail for the exact same crime. This is the establishment. This is the deep state protecting their own. This is the 
uh, corrupt whatever top tier, top 1%, whatever the hell you want to call them. This is exactly the division that we have in the nation. It's not a racial thing that we have to get through our minds. It's not a racial division that we're seeing in this country that they're trying to fuel for the distraction of them to continue to hold the power and do whatever they want to. This is strictly a class warfare issue of the not even going against rich people, and we have to be clear about that. It's not about rich people and people that have a lot of money. This is about the government elite officials that think they rule over you in the system today. The Biden family, the Clinton family, the Obama family that has committed atrocious crimes day in and day out and get away with it day in and day out because they can threaten, they can bully, they can intimidate, and they can pay off, and they're allowed to do that. Do you realize, again, how many people are in jail for these types of crimes? Banking insurance and counterfeit embezzlement uh, is roughly 1% of inmates across the nation right now. By the way, these numbers are uh, right available and handy at the Federal Bureau of Prisons website. Uh, So banking insurance and counterfeit embezzlement, I would think, would include some type of embezzling or some type of corruption that Hunter Biden did uh, with the other nations, although... Obviously, a little bit different issue. Weapons, explosives, and arson, 21% of people that are sitting in prisons, in federal prisons right now, 44% of them in jail or in federal prisons have drug offenses to their name as well. These are very easy, simple crimes that can actually get you in trouble in very many ways, and yet Hunter Biden walks away scot-free, and many Republicans not very happy about the decision today. The Bidens have now completely crushed our justice system and have made a mockery of it all over the world with the ridiculous plea given to Hunter Biden where he will walk despite taking millions and millions of dollars in bribes for his father, possessing a gun as a drug addict illegally, multiple laundering transactions in the multi-millions of dollars, and uh, basically being a traitor to the United States of America doing business with uh, Chinese communists. That was Rudy Giuliani on his podcast and radio program. Uh, This really comes down to... I'm trying to grasp the reality of the world today because we have an elite group right now that's going after a former president of the United States that had classified documents that were unclassified by the time he left because he's able and capable of carrying them around and doing whatever he does with them as president, as many presidents have done before him. When Joe Biden, even as vice president, had more classified documents under his belt than Donald Trump did, Barack Obama took away five to ten times more than what Donald Trump did And the list goes on and on. We know these charges, and yet they're trying to put him behind bars so that way he cannot run for president for something that is a common practice in working with the National Archives and working with the White House and working with the federal agencies to make sure that he did uh, investigate and look at what he was allowed to do and what he was allowed to take. That's not okay, even though everybody else did it before him. But then we have the Biden family taking bribes nonstop, bullying, intimidating In a political fashion, which, by the way, is the basic definition of terrorism, I'm going to blackmail you, threaten you, I'm going to persecute you unless you do our political agenda as you wish because of our dealings. That, If you Google the definition of what terrorism is, that's literally the definition. We have audio recordings, we have banking transactions, we have a paper trail to follow everything that they've done. Now, that still, again, may be under investigation, 
which I know the House Representatives has their committee investigating him right now on these issues. And if that's the case, we may see more come out later. So I don't want you to lose all hope and get completely frustrated because that may still be happening. These charges that came out today, I don't know if that's all of them in consumption. I don't know if that includes the Hunter Biden laptop. I don't know if there are other investigations pending or if this is it. Department of Justice like, hey, this is what we got, baby. And if that's the case, that is very dangerous and very scary because we have, again, an innocent guy being set up to go to jail or at least not be able to run for president again, which is what their end of the goal hope is right now with a family that's done a lot of really shady stuff for a very long time. And they walk away with a fine of uh, $1.5 million in taxes not filed, which would get you in jail already, and then possession illegally of a firearm with drug charges on top of it that they're not even making him plead on that can wash away very soon, according to the federal prosecutors. This is insane, man. This is insane. Kevin McCarthy, however, Speaker of the House, has a little bit more optimism here. continues to show the two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigations because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. Interesting. Will that amp up the investigation in the House committees? And if so, will we see something come out of those? I'm hopeful, not necessarily optimistic, though, based on the previous investigations that we've seen coming out of the House. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. So we have Hunter Biden getting off on a lot of things, man. The millions of dollars with Joe Biden says, where's the money? Well, the question is, where's the IRS that just raided a gun store up in, what, Montana a couple of days ago because they wanted to make sure that we're paying our fair share. The IRS that's expanding by 88,000 IRS Troops, militarized, weaponized, weapons trained troops to come and audit you to make sure that you're paying for your fair share. The IRS Internal Revenue Service that has come out and said that they truly, honestly, fully believe the private sector, you and I, on our private level and our small business level, is holding off on paying billions of dollars into the federal government, which they are owed, and therefore they are going to find it. They are going to tra- uh, watch all of our transactions and our bank accounts. They're going to silence what we're allowed to purchase and not allowed to purchase. That They are going to stop all of those shenanigans to make sure we are paying our fair share into the government. And if you don't, we will throw you into jail for a very, very long time. But Hunter Biden, man, not a problem. $1.5 million, $100,000 in taxes, not a whole lot of stuff. Just go ahead and pay it. Make you pay a little fee on that as well. And we'll drop the gun charges when you are doped up on cocaine and illegally possessing a firearm, which puts people away for years in the justice system. But yet 
Hunter Biden, man, being able to walk away scot-free on this one. you got to remember, the reason this is no, so significant, not only is it from the political aspect of the election going into uh, next year with them going after Donald Trump and with Joe Biden wanting to run again for a second term and the corruption of an elected official that's running the country, really, the pretend, and I use pretend because he's really not the one really running the country, is he? He doesn't remember where he is half the time anyways, but the one that's supposedly or at least supposed to be running the country is as corrupt as they are. It goes beyond that. It goes to the point where they've lied. The Biden family has literally lied about every aspect of their life. And that's kind of hard to do. You have to live like a double life in that frame, don't you? I don't know how people do that. I don't know how they can say one thing and do something else when they make a public statement that's inaccurate and we know it's inaccurate but they stand by it as if it's completely true because they live in such a weird delusional world where they've told themselves a lie enough times to where they even believe their own crap (laughs) i don't know how you can live in a world of that delusional uh mindset i i don't know how you do that but he's lied about his graduation at certain law schools i'm talking about joe biden here uh he's he's lied about his history he's lied about the stories with his father he's just he tells random stories he's the old guy that says stories and now you don't know whether they're actually accurate or not or whether they're inflated or whether they're just not true at all i mean he's the guy that said he was the average joe he ran his entire existence in politics as the quote-unquote average joe the working man joe The senator from Delaware, the guy that represents the average American, not making a lot of money, not doing a lot of shady things, not really being involved with all the special interests in Washington. He represents you, man. He's the average Joe. That has been his mantra since the time he got into politics in the late 70s, early 80s. That's who Joe Biden has been. And now, when he got on this federal stage and people start looking into him a little bit more, it begins to get a little bit darker begins a little bit get a little bit more confusing start saying things pop up that we don't normally see pop up unless you really want to start looking at them and then all of a sudden the house of cards is beginning to fall and in a world today where our government can literally say we have ufos up in the sky there are ets out there we've seen them we have them in our possession they can say those things and people are like yeah that's nice okay but the inflation's really high like life altering world a culture, humanity-altering news that we don't even pay attention to nowadays because we're so bogged down with misinformation. We're so bogged down with the mass of information and the information wave today. We're so bogged down with people arguing with each other. We don't pay attention with something really, truly, honestly bad is happening. And they don't even try to hide it anymore because we're at the point where we just apparently don't care. The most corrupt, one of the most corrupt families in Washington, D.C., is getting away with a major crime and people are like, huh, what about Donald Trump? This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is, baby. It's a Tuesday post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. Let's carpe diem all over this place. What do you say? Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen. We always appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Professor Robert Waples, we're trying to get a hold of him. We'll get him on momentarily. If not, we will get him rescheduled. It's all right. Plenty of things to talk about today with, obviously, the 
Hunter Biden story. If you've noticed, there is a very small, closed society in Washington, D.C., and here's what I mean by that. Obviously, there's others that can go up there. There's some great elected officials across the nation. I don't want to just lump in and say, every elected official in Washington, D.C. is evil and corrupt. I don't want to say that because that's not true. There are a lot of good ones up there in your local districts based on how you vote, you clean house, you hold them accountable, and you boot them out when they deserve to get booted out. And hat tips out to you again to the state of Wyoming for getting rid of uh, Liz Cheney because that was desperately needed. The McCains, the Cheneys, the Bushes, the Clintons, the uh, uh, the Bidens, the Obamas, we decide, we're supposed to be able to decide whether they are doing the job and whether they are serving the interests of us, the people, or whether they're serving the interests of themselves. And it's very easy to see, and we can see how that justice system is working today with that Hunter Biden issue. All right, I think we have our guest on the line here. Let's go to our What's Trending Story of the Day. What's trending today? Kind of ties in nicely with things that are going on in the world today, especially with the uh, Pride Month that we have with all the news in Washington, D.C. and the nation right now. Excited to have on the program, and I love this group, the Independent uh, Independent Institute. He's a senior fellow there. He's also a co-editor and managing editor for the Independent Review and a professor of economics at Wake Forest University with his latest book is Social Justice Just. Let's see if we have him on the line here, Professor Robert Waples. Robert, how are you, my friend? Yeah, on the line. Glad to be on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Excited to have you on the program. Interesting conversation for sure with social justice and the role that government's supposed to play uh, in these issues because we hear about affirmative action. We hear about social programs lifting people up and trying to bring equity and equality, diversity and inclusion into society. None of those things actually happen when the government gets involved, though, does it? Um, yeah, there's a there's a problem when the government gets involved. They usually don't uh, they don't approach social justice in the right manner. So uh, there's a lot of people who say the the term social justice is just like too complicated, too incoherent. And in the book that we published, we say let's take social justice at face value and think about how to do it right. You know, how could you do it right? And so we go back to the old fashioned definition of justice. From the ancients, from you know, middle middle ages, uh, that is justice, the constant, perpetual will to render to each person what is due to him. Now, can we scale that up to uh, a higher level for society as a whole? We think there's some ways to do it, and that would be basically by stamping out some unwarranted privileges. There are some out there, I'm sure you would agree, the bailouts of corporations, cronyism, all those special privileges, but not asking the government to do too much, because quite often when it uses its coercive power, it can pretty quickly decay into what economists call rent-seeking, which is in special interest. They're really just there to line their own pockets. So we think there's a happy medium in between where if we use the legitimate principles that recognize each person as, you know, just unique and unrepeatable, worthy of dignity, endowed with the ability to direct their, their own lives without harming other people, and also noble enough to, to care deeply about the well-being of others, that we can get to that sweet spot uh, and kind of a bottom-up thing, largely, us treating each other well. Yeah. Is there a deeper issue, do you think, going on here when things happen in society, whether it's a shooting, a mass shooting that happens in, mm-hmm. in a society or a school shooting, or whether it is crony capitalism with uh, shenanigans going on, uh, when something happens, we always seem to, the default response is, government, 
do something. Have we given our power away to put us in this situation by allowing government to kind of take control of everything? It, it can only do what we let it do, right? Yeah. But this is kind of what we'll, we'll call a collective action problem. Each one of us realizes that our influence is so small that you know, we, we feel like we can't do anything about it. But collectively, I mean, we can vote these people out of office if they keep doing things that are against what we want them to do. And once in a while we do. But too many Americans, I think, have gotten into a mindset over the years that if there's a problem... Who's going to solve it? I can't solve my own problems. So let's ask the government to do it. I think we're a lot better at uh, solving our own problems than we give ourselves credit for, though. I completely agree on that one. The, uh, the, the, the victimized, helpless society that we feel and that we've been kind of training conditioned to believe in. I think oh, we as well. sure have. You know, it's now a badge of honor to be a victim. And then, you know, you play the, the the victim card. I see people do this. I even see my own kids sometimes try to do this. Sorry, that doesn't, that's not <laughs> actually the way you're supposed to do things. You're supposed to think about also your responsibilities and your duties. And the primary one of those is to take care of yourself. You have that ability. The way I see it, God gave you that ability. And so, you know, take, take care of yourself. And only if you can't, then do you ask other people for that assistance. Yeah, that is very true. Here's a big question. What is, and we, we have fun with this on the air, what is equity in this term of equity? Because if we're letting someone, for the example, the government decide what my value is with my equity, are we almost enslaving ourselves all over again? The problem is that we have kind of, as a society, redefined equity as equality. Yeah. And they're not the same thing. Equity basically means the fairness, the justice that I've been talking about, giving each person what they're due. That is equitable. So if we put in place rules that will kind of, you know, allow everybody to flourish, we provide, you know, education for people, we do things like that. But what we want to do is take away barriers so that they can actually then do well. So I would say, you know, education we don't do it quite right. We should probably give parents a lot more power to pick the schools for their kids so that the outcomes will, will be a lot better. Let's not trade away our rights in the name of this mythical equity. We, inequality is, one of the authors in, in our book says, inequality is not a bad thing. Inequality is yeah. our salvation, if you will. Imagine if we were all literally equal, like ants or something. Yeah. Can you imagine a world where everybody's like you? I would hate to live in a world where everybody was a clone of me. I'm not good at certain things, you know? I'm not Mr. Fix-It. I'm all thumbs. I need people with different abilities so that I can trade with them. Economists call this comparative advantage. We work better because we're a cooperative species, and we can do so much better if we're unequal from each other in that sense. Amen. There are so many rabbit holes we could go down with that conversation by itself, from the yeah. education with the top tier, just the, the kind of one standard size fits all for education to uh, just the equity conversation in itself. But we, we love to use the, the mantra of uh, equal opportunity, not equal outcome, because it's based on how much you put into it, the opportunities that mm -hmm. you create for yourself. The, and yes, even a little bit of luck or the situation that you mm -hmm. may be in. We're a, a capitalist, free market, lazy affair systems about equal opportunity, not equal outcome. Is that correct? Well, I think that's entirely correct. So there's one ad, uh, essay in the book where the author says we need to distinguish kind of your success due to three things. First, deliberate choices that you're entitled to make. 
Second, choices that you're not entitled to make. And then third, luck. Well, we're totally good with different outcomes if it's a deliberate choice that you made, like to work hard or not work hard, that leads to different outcomes. But if they're they're due to choices you're not entitled to make, like going to the government and lobbying and bribing or whatever and getting a big crony capitalist handout, that's what we got to work again. And then there's luck somewhere in the middle. And you know, there's kind of an optimal degree of luck. Like People like a little bit of luck in society, although some would say people make their own luck. Yeah. But you don't want it to just be too random. Just, uh, everything's tired. You don't want the economy to turn into a casino. There's a happy medium somewhere in between. And I think you're right that the market system is like that. There are some people who are very lucky, and they were in the right place at the right time, and they stepped up. And they heard an opportunity knocking when other people didn't, and they ended up benefiting all the rest of us. So if that's the kind of luck we're talking about, we don't want to stamp that kind of thing out because we want people to go searching for that luck. Amen to that. Bring that on. we got just about a minute left here. We're talking with Professor Robert okay. Waples with the Independent Institute. Author of the book is Social Justice Just. Uh, in about a minute or so as we wrap this up, uh, let's tie this into affirmative action. I read a story just yesterday of a of an Asian student who got rejected by six elite colleges across the nation because they said they have too many Asian kids, even with a ridiculously high IQ score. Does that fall into the same scenario? Yeah, there's, there's a chapter in the book. The last chapter is called Social Justice, Anti-Racism and Public Policy. And so you're probably familiar with Ibram Kendi and his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. He argues that... Capitalism and racism are conjoined twins. I cannot agree with that. The opposite of capitalism is socialism. And you know what? It doesn't lead to uh, great outcomes. People might be more equal, but they're equal down at the bottom of a pit. They're equal like they are in Venezuela, and that's not what we want. We want people to achieve the closer to equality, but at the top of the mountain, you know, where we all breathe fresh air and have a good view. What a concept. I'd like to refrain from having to eat zoo animals in the country. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that one, too. Pass on that one. It's Professor Robert Waples. The book is Is Social Justice Just? Go and check it out. You can also find it at the Independent Institute as well. It's a fascinating conversation trying to find the real way to bring equality, which is mm-hmm. let's not bring up identity politics. Let's give everybody the same opportunity and see what they do with it on their own. Robert, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. we got to get very you back good. on again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, great conversation there. We'll uh, break some of that down when we come back. we got one more segment right around the corner. When we come back, we'll look at how this falls into the Hunter Biden case. It looks into the presidential race as well for 2024 and um, what we have seen over the last few years. COVID-19, the social justice, the equalness, the fairness. Are we seeing that in that conversation as well? We'll break it all down when we come back here. One more segment left for a post-Monday celebration here on The Voice of the This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn it right it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show. It goes by way too fast. Holy cow, does it fly right on by. Welcome in to the show. Thanks again to Professor Robert Waples, professor at Wake Forest University, which, by the way, if I remember correctly, not that I know much about sports, but I believe Wake Forest is in going into the semifinals for the college baseball 
World Series that's ongoing right now. Interesting information there. Not that it's really relevant to this conversation, but nonetheless, there you go. If you're a baseball fan, you can enjoy the college baseball world. I used to watch that quite a bit growing up because I used to play baseball up until uh, late high school and college. So that was always entertaining and fun. Never enjoyed watching it, always enjoyed playing it. So nonetheless, we profess, uh, we uh, appreciate him coming on the program. Is social justice really justice? Here's the thing. There is no justice in society right now. Let's just admit it. There's oh, like Take that back. There's very little justice in society right now. There is a group and a clique, and if you are part of that clique, it's like high school all over again. If you're in that clique, then you're cool, you're awesome, the teachers give you a little bit more leniency, you're the star football player, you can get a little bit more leniency because we got to have you on the ball field, you got to be able to play, you can't not play because the, 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 the crown, the title, the trophy is riding on you, we have to make sure you're there, so let's go ahead and just wave the grades just a little bit. Remember those types? Yeah, I was not that type, just FYI. I did decent with the sports, and I did pretty good with my grades, and so I was kind of in the middle. I got along with everybody, man. I was a, I got along with the dorks and the geeks and the athletes and the goths and the rockers, and I just kind of hung out and was in the middle. I had no identity. I was identityless. I was like Switzerland. I just didn't care. <laughs> but... There is a click in Washington, D.C. right now that is making the justice system injustice at all. We can see that with Hunter Biden. And right now, if you're not in that click, even if you're you or your family used to be in that click and they don't like what you're doing now, boom, you're done. The attack machine goes after you. The mob goes after you. They make sure to slander and attack you beyond belief. There's a new headline out right now from the L.A. Times, uh, a new column piece about Robert F. Kennedy. Which is really interesting because he's a Democrat, but because he's not the radical progressive left wing Democrat, they have to destroy him to make sure he does not rebrand what the Democrat Party's trying to do. The Democrat Party's trying to go as far left as they possibly can. He's realizing there's a demand in the party for a moderate center or center left candidate, which I think the majority of Americans could get along with, even on the Republican side, if he became the candidate for the Democrats. We're like, yeah. That's not as bad. You know, we don't want to lose, but if we do lose, you know, it's okay. We're not going to be, like, taken by an AOC type or a Joe Biden type here or a Kamala Harris type here. It's going to be okay. Here's the hit piece from the LA Times. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a threat to your health and to our democracy. Oh, man. Now, I'm just throwing this out there and just guessing is because they say a threat to your health because he's been so against the COVID-19 vaccination, which he did make very clear on the Joe Rogan podcast recently, uh, which at the same time, Joe Rogan then also had on another doctor as well that promoted the vaccines. What was his name? Dr. Uh, Dr. Hotez. Was that his name? Which is hilarious because he is personal opinion he is the epitome of what we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic of these unhealthy doctors not teaching healthy lifestyles but saying the only way for you to survive the COVID pandemic is with a vaccine do you take care of your immune system in other ways do you take probiotics are you cautious about your diet um I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be. I'm a junk foodaholic, uh, actually. Well, that uh, seems like a terrible thing for your it, health. It is a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on. But that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's Somet going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't Sometimes. get it right. <laughs> How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? How often like do you that? eat 
garbage. Uh, I don't day? know. No, no, hopefully not every day. But you know, hopefully so, not every day. Uh, maybe a couple of times a week. Oh, know. that's what with Rachel, my uh, my daughter with autism. That's like our thing is to go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get mm-hmm. a to get a cheeseburger. We'll sneak, sneak some fries. So. Mm. So you live in large, we call it. Like that mouth pleasure so much, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit. I am. Yeah. Oh man, Joe Rogan not having any of that. Remember, those are the guys saying you didn't need vitamins, you didn't need exercise, didn't need some vitamin D from the sun, you didn't need any of that stuff. You just needed a vaccine. Uh, By the way, this guy, this doctor, Hotez, is denying a challenge to come on and debate Robert Kennedy on the Joe Rogan podcast regarding the vaccines. Because you just have to go with the standard quo. You can't be challenging it, which is why now he's putting the Kennedy family outside of the cool kids click in Washington, D.C. for the Democrat ranks. Not part of those elites anymore. They're coming after him, just like they're coming after everyone that's not in that cool kids club. Lots more coming up tomorrow for The Voice Reason. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.